Hey friend, thank you so much for joining us once again as we close out a week of broadcasts here on the Bible Tract Echoes radio program. Greatly appreciate your listenership. Have some exciting news to share with you in just a moment. But turn your Bibles to Nehemiah chapter 6. We'll find our place there. Nehemiah chapter 6. We're going to read four or five verses today in just a moment. But before we do that, let me ask you to pray specifically for some gospel tracts going to the country of South Sudan. You say, I don't know if I've ever heard of South Sudan. Where is that at? Well, I'll leave it to you and Google Maps to search that up later. We'll call that a homework assignment for this weekend. But a reason you may not have heard of South Sudan is because it's actually the newest country in the entire world. It's barely a decade old. And by God's grace and his glory, we are sending over 150 thousand gospel tracts to that needy nation. Now, even right now, if I'm not mistaken, if I was informed correctly, those gospel tracts are on a container about to head on their way to that new country. Realize, if you would, that there are millions of needy people for the gospel's sake in South Sudan, and we will very likely need to send more gospel tracts in the near future. If the Lord does lay on your heart to give to this effort, I I try not to harp on this often, but our ministry does only survive by the grace of God and the generous giving of God's people. And so if you feel led, realize we give them away for free, but we don't get them printed for free. It costs money in paper and ink and design work and all those types of things. And of course, the shipping that goes into it. And so if you'd pray that way, you can donate by going to BibleTracksInc.org. But more important than you donating today is I'm going to ask you to pray for these gospel tracks. These, these tracks don't do any good to anyone sitting on a pallet or sitting in a warehouse or sitting in a container. We need to get them into the hands of lost and needy people people that need the gospel. And so if you would pray for us, pray with us, consider giving. We would love that. This great, amazing opportunity to reach people, the newest country in the world, pray for this effort. Now, I also have a short update for you as well. We are working on our building project, our new building in Odell, Illinois. We'll continue over the next weeks and months, continue to give you updates on what God is doing through that. I'm going to ask you to consider coming to an open house. Now, I hesitate to mention it because we have not yet assigned a date. Lord willing, in the next week or two, we are going to assign a specific date for this open house. It will be in the fall time frame, late October or early November. If you are anywhere near the Illinois area, about two hours south of Chicago, we would love to have you. It will be such a great time to fellowship with you for you to see the work of the ministry that we do here and for you to be a part of the grand opening of our brand new building. We want to invite you. Please, please, number one, pray that everything gets done in time. But number two, block out a couple of weekends there, late October, maybe October 23rd or November 6th or November 13th, somewhere around there. We'll let you know in the very near future. But we need everything to get done on time so that we actually have a new building to show you. And I will mention as well, I haven't mentioned hardly at all this week about giving. If you feel led to give toward this project, we'd love for you to do that. Realize, of course, that we keep our budgeted money that's going towards track printing 
that continues flowing. This building project has not detracted from our normal tract printing at all. And in reality, we've actually done more printing this year than we have in many dozens of years. And so to God be the glory, great things he hath done. But if the Lord does lay on your heart to give towards the building project, realize building materials cost a little bit more now than they did a couple of years ago. And so if you'd be willing to help with that, BibleTracksInc.org, or you can text me for more information. Text me at this number, 309-316-7240. If you have questions about our ministry or about Bible Tracks Incorporated, you can text me. It will actually be me that you contact, not some secretary, not a personal assistant, not some chat bot. You will be talking to me. Sometimes I get a lot of messages, and it takes me a day or two to get back to some people. But 309 309- 316-7240. I would love to hear from you. Now, we're in Nehemiah chapter number six. We're going to devote the remainder of our time to this concept and talking about spiritual discernment. Nehemiah chapter six, verse number 10 says this. Afterward, I came unto the house of Shemaniah, the son of Deliah, the son of Mehetabil. Hopefully I got that right. Who was shut up? And he said, let us meet together in the house of God within the temple and let us shut the doors of the temple for they will come to slay thee. Yea, in the night will they come to slay thee. Now this sounds ominous. This sounds morbid. What's the situation here? Verse 11. And I said, should such a man as I flee? And who is there that being as I am would go into the temple to save his life? I will not go in. And lo, I perceive that God had not sent him, but that he pronounced this prophecy against me for Tobiah and Samballat had hired him. Therefore was he hired that I should be afraid and do so in sin and that they might have matter for an evil report that they might reproach me. My God, think thou upon Tobiah and Samballat according to these their works and on the prophetess Noadiah and the rest of the prophets that, we, that would have put me in fear. So, verse 15, the wall was finished in the 20th and 5th day of the month, Elul, in, the f- in 50 and 2 days. Now, I know that was a lot of information all at one time. This is a continuation of Sam, Ballot, and Tobiah trying with their machinations, with their secrecy, with their subtlety, with their slander, to get Nehemiah to put himself in a compromising position. The chief goal that Sambala and Tobiah and all these folks had was to stop the work of God. But what saved Nehemiah now for the second or third time? What saved him? It was spiritual discernment. Nehemiah in verse number 12. And lo, I perceived that God had not sent him, but that he pronounced this prophecy against me for Tobiah and Sambala had hired him. Here's the thought for you today. How much spiritual discernment do you have? Or are you battered about or led about with every rumor, with every wind of doctrine, with every idea that people have? What is your anchor? Let me give you some practical thoughts today. Your spiritual discernment will greatly be heightened and will be directly commiserate to your relationship with God's word. It's very difficult to be led by God when you don't allow yourself to be led by God. If you call yourself a person of the book, a Christian, a little Christ, 
if you desire to live for God, but you never speak with him in prayer, you never read his book that he gave us, if you never do any of these things, why is it that you're surprised when you're so easily fooled and have a lack of spiritual discernment? I have been greatly blessed. I, I would not say I myself have some extraordinarily uh, sixth sense, spiritually speaking, and have some ability to dime out every spiritual matter and be able to discern everything. That's not me necessarily. But I am so thankful that I've been surrounded by people that do have some great spiritual discernment. And you know what is the case about every single one of those people? They are serious about their relationship with God. Nehemiah, every single time he's run into a circumstance, verse number 19 of chapter 5, what does he say? Think upon me, my God, for good, according to all that I have done for this people. What does he say in chapter 6, verse number 9? Now, therefore, at the end of the verse, O God, strengthen my hands. Look at verse number 14 of the same chapter. My God, Think thou upon Tobiah and Sembalat according to these their works, and on the prophetess Noadiah, and on the rest of the prophets that would have put me in fear. Each of these circumstances, every time he's confronted by evil people, by bad situations, by those that are trying to dissuade him and keep him from doing right, he spiritually discerns it in large part because immediately before that, he'd spent time talking to God. Why is it that we think that we have any possibility, any hope of making good decisions when we won't spend time in fellowship with God? I look at the landscape of the last 18 months or thereabouts and look at all the blessings of God upon our ministry and all the little decision points, many of which could have caused massive issues for Bible Tracks Incorporated if we had made the wrong decision. And in hindsight, of course, being 2020, we look at all these things that God has led us through. And our board has, is such a repository of wisdom. And my operations manager, Austin, is, is such a wise counselor. And by God's grace, we've made the right decisions, or, or so it appears thus far. But I've got to say, I wonder how much more difficult it would have been to make those decisions if we had not asked counsel of the chief counselor of God Almighty. There are so many opportunities for spiritual discernment, so many opportunities and open doors that we've had over this past uh, weeks and months and a year and a half, and to think that any one of those decisions could have spelled doom if we had made the wrong one, and yet God has led us all the way with spiritual discernment. Why, though? I truly believe it's because we have asked his opinion in everything. Nehemiah was very wise in that while building the wall, while leading these people, while dealing with people problems and finance problems and tax problems and all of these issues of economy and business and all these things, he relied on God Almighty. Why would we do work without plugging into the power source? Let me ask you, if you are blunt with yourself, how is your spiritual discernment? Is it weak? Do you often find yourself in bad situations of your own making because of your foolishness? Now, I might counsel you to 
read the book of Proverbs. Maybe you should read the proverb of the day. There's 31 Proverbs, and so you could just about read through Proverbs one chapter at a time, 12 times in a year. Maybe that's what you should do because Proverbs is a book of wisdom. At times in my life, I've done that myself. Let me ask you though, how's your discernment? If it's weak, if it's anemic, if even right now you found yourself in a position that discernment should have kept you out of, then let me counsel you very strongly in this. Go to God. For a second, don't go to your friends. Don't go to your family. Before any of that, before you post something on your Facebook news feed asking for people's opinion, before any of that, go to God. Let's be spiritually discerning in everything that we do. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day for His glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.